Hello world, this is Colby Abaz on KTWHLP 99.5 FM in Two Harbors, Minnesota and streaming online at ktwh.org. Welcome to Energetic Talk, brought to you by a partnership of Clean Energy Resource Teams and Two Harbors Community Radio. I'm excited to bring you conversations about clean energy and get your questions answered by our guests from near and far. Today's topic is all about the Arrowhead Economic Opportunity Agency with my guest, Jody Mantilla. Jody, welcome to the show. I'd love Thank to have you. you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your interest in clean energy. Right at this moment, I am the manager of the AEOA Housing Services Rehabilitation Programs. Um, I previously, I was with a, um, a couple positions within the weatherization department. I have been with AEOA for almost 27 years, and we've been working with homeowners and renters to um, provide some energy efficiency repairs and education on conservation. Um, and I guess I just believe it's important for all of us to take some steps in our daily life um, to reduce the impact um, that we make on climate change and leave you know the generations after us with some sustainable energy sources that that are not going to burden them. I wonder if you could help us who have a challenge with acronyms. What does AEOA mm-hmm. stand for? It stands for the Arrowhead Economic Opportunity Agency. Wonderful. I always get confused on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Opportunity Agency. (laughs) I know you work in a lot of different kind of parts. That's a pretty broad area. So if you could maybe Mm -hmm. briefly talk about kind of all that AEOA works on. Well, AEOA actually is a fairly large agency. Um, The housing department is only one piece to it. Um, We actually have an employment and training programs. Um, They have, you know, the adult basic educations. They've got Youth Build. They've got the Minnesota Family Investment Program. They've got, you know, several dislocated worker programs. They they have that piece um, for their um, employability and skills for for individuals that may want to reach those life goals. Uh, We also have the Arrowhead Head Start, which has the um, home-based and center-based preschool-type situation for um, early early Head Start. Um, We have Senior Services, who um, works with the um, uh, Nutrition Services, the Meals on Wheels, the Senior Dining, um, excuse me, they also have a grocery delivery service, a Live Well at Home program. Um, so, you know, they, they're pretty broad in their, in their respective for seniors um, assisting them. Uh, we also have the Arrowhead Transit, which is the, the buses that you see roaming around. Um, and they actually serve um, nine counties through their busing system. Um, they have Arrowhead Transit, Dial-A-Ride, uh, the Rural Rides, and a volunteer driver program. Um, and then we get to housing, housing services. Um, so that is actually broken down into some subdivisions where we have weatherization and home rehabilitation, um, energy assistance. Um, we've got several homeless um, housing prevention supportive um, – I've lost my train of thought um, – p- programs for this. Um, and, and then we also have um, – couple of things for um, businesses. There's a business energy retrofit program and a downtown building rehabilitation program. Um, so that's all kind of encompassed in one department, but there's several different uh, items that kind of break apart into different groups. Wow, that's 
a yeah. lot of stuff. <laughs> it, it is quite a bit. Yep, yeah, it is. So, and actually, kind of, for, our our agency actually was founded in 1965. So we've been going for several, you know, for quite a long time to um, basically is to assist mostly the low income individuals and families is what the mission is. It's a nonprofit community action agency. Cool. Wonderful. That's really needed and very exciting to hear that you've been around for a while doing this good work. So kind of talking specifically about kind of the weatherization and the building, since it seems like that's probably where you most interact with kind of clean energy. What are kind of some of the services or specific things that you do within that arena? Well, um, for our, I guess I'll kind of break it down a little bit. For our rehab uh, programs, we we address the repairs to a home for um, energy efficiency and health and safety issues, um, structural deficiencies, um, things like you know replacing windows and doors and upgrade the plumbing and the electrical, um, adding insulation or or replacing the heating system. Um, we use the local license contractors in the area, so they do that work. They perform that work for us for the homeowner. Um, we in rehab we do not do anything in the way of of rentals, um, but weatherization actually they they will uh, they will do um, homeowners and rental properties and they actually begin with a an inspector goes out to do an energy audit to evaluate what the type of energy use is being um, being used at that point. Um, they have we have an in-house weatherization crew that goes then to the home and installs wall and attic insulation and and performs air sealing to prevent any heating and cooling loss. Uh, we also work with local HVAC contractors so that they can get in and, and test and either repair or replace any home heating system if it's not efficient or safe. Um, weatherization also works with a couple of utility companies that has a conservation improvement program, and that provides energy-saving items like lamps and power strips and aerators, shower heads, and water temperature gauges um, to reduce some of that energy um, usage also. Um, one other little piece is the, like I mentioned before, was the business energy retrofit program. That's a little bit different. Is It, it actually works with businesses, um, business owners. Um, it's offered to businesses within the Taconite assistance area, and they allow that um, those owners to upgrade their energy-related items within their business. Cool. So if somebody was kind of looking to get involved or looking for this kind of support, um, what are the requirements geographically or monetarily or <laughs> well, income level-wise? I imagine it varies um, per little program. A little but... bit each. Um, yeah, it does vary a little bit. Um, energy assistance is actually through... Um, I think it's it's all of St. Louis Lake and Cook counties. I think um, re- our rehabilitation programs they work within St. Louis County, except the city of Duluth um, and Lake and Cook counties. And weatherization actually is um, all of St. Louis County, um, Lake and Cook counties. They work with um, um, the Fond du Lac um, groups over in Carleton County. Uh, and then we also are doing some of the, the some of the um, weatherization work over in Kutaska to help with their their um, weatherization projects. Um, so it's 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 varied, um, but those particular um, qualifications to apply they're this, they're the same for energy assistance as they are for weatherization. Um, if you qualify for energy assistance, then you are automatically eligible, income eligible for weatherization. Um, rehabilitation, we have several different programs and funders. So depending on 
what county you live in, um, how, how high your income is, would depend on what program we would be able to offer at that point to you. Digging into energy assistance a little bit, um, that's essentially money to help folks pay for the electric bills. That seems like a pretty sweet de- deal. What's it, what's the catch? Yep. Yeah, you know, it, and really and truly, you would think that that would be, you know, that would be the case. But um, basically, it is what it, what it is. It is just helps the low income residents heat their homes through the winter. They have financial assistance that goes towards their heating bills, and they can possibly use part of it for their electric um, um, bill. Also, um, they actually also have additional funds that if if there's a crisis situation, if you've if you've used all of the money that they have given you for your heating bill, and you run into something where you can't pay your next your next fill for your fuel, or you can't, you know, you're going to disconnect. They have additional crisis money that will help them alleviate that situation. Also, um, they also have a program um, called the Energy Related Repairs. So, if your furnace goes out and you are an energy assistance client, they will send somebody out there to to take a look, determine whether it's going to be repaired or it needs to be replaced, and they have money and funds available for for that. Neat, wonderful. Even yeah. better when there's not a catch. <laughs> right, and there, yeah, they, they, no, no, there's not. You just you just have to be under that income guideline. And I know, kind of, you work directly with homeowners through kind of the energy assistance and weatherization. Um, are there kind of bigger bigger projects you work on as well with kind of? You mentioned rental housing. Some are yep. like the business yep. units. Yep, the business units is, is actually just uh, just through that business energy retrofit. Um, weatherization does work with um, both owners and renters. Um, if we are to go in to a rental property, the owner, of course, would have to be involved, allow us, you know, access to the place to go in and, and, and weatherize it. Um, but if the person that is renting that home is is uh, an energy assistance client then they are eligible for weatherization services so long as the owner of the property allows us in there. That's Um, really an important nuance where it's like it's dependent on the resident, even if the owner is not necessarily income eligible. Correct. Yep. Whoever is living in that home that is going to be um, determined to be eligible for weatherization to do the weatherization work, whoever is on the energy assistance application for that address is what we go by. We don't go necessarily by the way if the owner is or is not. Cool. What does weatherization look like? We've kind of talked in previous shows around kind of different, bigger, deep energy re- retrofits, but kind mm-hmm. of what what would a weatherization visit look like for our listeners? Well, um, they like I said initially, they would send there would be an, an inspector that would go out there. Um, and I, I may have to just kind of work around this one because I, I don't know all the tech, all of the techniques that they use and all of the testing that they use, but um, it, it takes quite a while when they go to do an inspection. It takes probably five to six hours to go through the house. Um, they will put a blower door, um, which is they will they put it into the one of the main entrances of the home, um, and then they will turn that on and it will give you a pressure reading as to where there is any air leaking coming from or if there's, it, the number will show if it's if it's higher than it should be, if the, if the house is um, not airtight. Um, so that will give them an idea on how much air sealing will need to be done at that point in time 
prior to our, our weather crews going back out there. Um, they will also check, to, they'll test the, the heating source, they'll check the, the, the ductwork. At that point in time, they sometimes will even check, um, depending on if we're using our, our, the SIP program, the Conservation Improvement Program, they would be checking things like the, um, is the refrigerator um, efficient, um, checking on where the, um, the greatest loss would be coming from, the greatest air loss would be coming from. Um, then they would come back to the office and write up their a little scope of work. Uh, we plug it into a, a software system that will give them um, the information on what need, is needed to send out with the crews, uh, how much insulation they're going to need, how much um, uh, other air sealing type situations that they will encounter. Sometimes they are able to um, replace some of the uh, doors. Um, if it's if it's a weather stripping issue, we can just change that out. But um, but for the, for the most part, what they do is they they seal around any of the bypasses that are the leaking air, and they insulate in the walls and the attics to make it an airtight barrier for any any heat, heat or cooling loss. Neat. Cool. That seems like a pretty valuable service. If you are just tuning in, this is Energetic Talk with Colby Boz on KTWH 99.5 FM, radio with a lake view. Today we are talking with Jody Matilla about AOA, so let's get back to the interview. So is there a project you're particularly proud of as far as what AOA was able to accomplish? Well, you know, I, I thought about this and, and I don't necessarily have one in particular in mind, but I mean, we get um, letters and cards from clients that are very, very appreciative of what has happened in their home, what's been done in their home. They they will say that you know they, now I can stay in my home. It's 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 safe again. Um, I, I don't feel the wind blowing through the windows or the doors any longer when I'm sitting in my living room. Um, it's so much warmer in here. Um, my, my heating bills have gone down. Um, so those are the kind of things that kind of stick in your mind that knows that we know that we've made some sort of a positive positive difference um, for those people um, at that point in time, um, even though they might they, they may not have even thought about it in the beginning how much of a change it was going to going to be for them. Oh, that's really wonderful stories. It's mm-hmm. good to get that acknowledgement of it is kind of, yes yeah. cool. So I'm interested. I know. I'm going to be talking later with someone about looking more broadly at the whole state and kind of what the needs are as far as weatherization. Mm-hmm. And so I know you do a lot of work, but you only have so much capacity. What right. are the barriers and kind of where do you need more support to be able to kind of actually weatherize everyone sooner than 200 years? Well, you know, during the last year, um, things have been just kind of in ha- COVID havoc wreaked. Um, right. Um, and so, you know, we had staff that was laid off and we were working from home and inspections were being done. So that kind of put a damper on getting anything accomplished and moving forward at that point. Um, we had several staff that had left prior to that. So it's bringing on new staff to train them. And, and that takes some time because the testing and the licensing qualifications, are, they take a little bit of, of, of time and knowledge and, and test, or, uh, education. Um, so that's taking a bit of time. Um, also finding some contractors that are available for both weatherization and 
and um, rehab, you know, there's contractors that just don't want to work with our our programs. Some of them are so busy with other program uh, projects that they can't they can't make any any bids on what we need them to do. Um, the rising cost of materials have been you know, excruciating for everybody. Um, and then besides that, for for weatherization specifically, is that they have a couple of items that cannot be addressed if we go to a home and they find that there is any sign of a vermiculite in the house. It could be, it could be you know, a speck. If, a, if it turns out that it's vermiculite, we have to walk away from it. We can't touch anything that that has contains vermiculite whether or not it is that piece is is considered dangerous or not if we see it we have to walk um the other thing would be is if there are if there are um um a previously weatherized home the 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 dates have not changed in a while so if we've done something after 1994 Right now, we can't go back and do it again, and that's and that's you know though some of those things done in 1994 or 1995 really aren't up to today's standards for right. energy efficiency. So yeah. that's kind of yeah, that kind of goes where this where that comes from, you know, the state where they determine what date that we can go back to, and right now it seems like it's a little bit too far back. Um, but I, I think that they're looking at changing that. I just don't know when. Um, that's that's kind of where things are hung up is is um, going out to check on the houses and making sure that they don't have the vermiculite or they don't have any sort of um, previous weather done on them. You know, that's that is it would open it up to many more people if we could if we could get past those two things. Oh, that's good to know. And yeah. earlier when you were talking about kind of just needing more workers and more contractors. Right. To me, that sounded like an exciting opportunity when, within CERTS, one of the things we're really focusing on is the career path because there's a mm-hmm. lot of really good careers in energy efficiency and weatherization and renovation. And so right. I wonder, I mean, I don't know how much you know about this, but what, like how much education does it take to be able to do weatherization or kind of join a crew to be able to do that or you mentioned some well, training that folks were needing to kind of get to be yeah, hired to do yep. the AOA work um, is yep. that something where if someone's interested in that they could reach out or kind of where would they go to get that training and what's the timeline well, on that the training is actually given unless somebody takes it upon themselves to get trained prior to becoming employed with the, with the housing department or the weatherization department specifically um, that they, they will train them when they oh, when they get even here. better <laughs> yes yes it, it's but it's you know it's it's a lot of mechanical and testing and numbers and and um, formulas and things like that. So um, it's not just one particular course; it's several courses to be to be gone, you know, to go through and to test for. And 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 you have to. I mean, you have to have a a passing grade, of course, and then use those principles in the, in this job to make sure that the numbers that you're reading are going to um, be low enough for us to 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 call the the home that it actually is airtight. Um, if it's, mm-hmm. if the numbers are too high, then we still haven't done the job that we should be doing. 
Yeah, cool. Um, so, yeah. Seems like, yeah, some neat stuff to learn, but then transferable skills as well. Yes. Cool. So, I'm wondering, I know, kind of, if folks don't meet your eligibility requirements, mm-hmm. are there kind of some services you offer that are kind of available to a broader group of people, maybe for a cost? Or where where do you direct people if it turns out they're not eligible, but they do still need weatherization or kind of need to make some upgrades? Okay. Well, if they are looking for weatherization and they are not you know, income eligible for energy assistance, then we also do have a separate um, uh, it's called fee for, a fee-for-service weatherization um, um, company. Um, and so you would basically, you know, have them work with them as a separate contractor. You would, the, the homeowner would pay them as a separate contractor. Um, but we offer that for those people who are over income um, for our regular uh, energy assistance and weatherization programs. Um, so that is available for weatherization um, the inspection, everything, the same thing that we would do for our our income-eligible people for weatherization, we would be able to do for this fee-for-service weatherization program. Um, for that rehab, seems pretty nice because then you know it's a trusted entity that isn't gonna is gonna do a good job and isn't gonna right. price gouge or anything. Right, right, yeah, and they're, yeah, they're, the pricing is is pretty reasonable. Um, so you're not looking at they are, they know what they're doing and they aren't going to be fumbling around and the prices to what it is you know the the costs are what it is no yep. mess, there's no going to be any fluctuation there um, and then for for rehab actually um, we do not have anything in the way of an over income applicant um, the what what we what I have been doing and what our staff has been doing is um, we work with Minnesota Housing for their de- uh, low-income deferred type loans and grants, but they also have a, a fix-up fund that is offered, but they are offered through some of the local banks. Um, I know that Security State Bank in Hibbing offers them. I think there's one one in Duluth, but one in a couple in maybe in two harbors. Um, so that program is a little bit, it's a little bit different just in the way that they have to apply, you know, to the bank, but it's through Minnesota Housing. Um, the interest rate rates, I think, are fairly low. I don't know what they are right now, but um, they give you an extended period of time to make those payments. The payments are lower, and they'll, you know, extend it probably twice as long as a normal lender would. Um, so that's available for most things that you want to do for home improvements on your house. Um, of course, you're not going to be able to build, you know, this like, 40 by 60 garage or, you know, put a hot tub in the backyard or something like that. But, um, but the basic you know, types of repairs and improvements, they, they're, they're very, very um, easy to work with. And most everything you, you would be able to accomplish with taking out that type of a home improvement loan. Wonderful. Very great resource to know about. Mm-hmm. So as we wrap up this interview here, I wonder if you could leave us with some is- inspiration of if a listener wants to get involved or wants to help out and support, or if somebody is kind of needing assistance and looking to get assistance, um, mm-hmm. how do they get connected? Well, I think the easiest thing is to um, check the AEO website. It is uh, www.aeoa.org. And there is also a Facebook page, and that is 
at AEOA official. Um, those two things are where they can find out what's going on, um, you know, what we have going for the agency, our departments, um, who to contact for each particular department. We have it uh, is broken down through, uh, I know for housing services, um, it's broken down on our website um, into those subdivisions that we had talked about, um, you know, weatherization and, and rehab and energy assistance and, uh, and several other programs that we offer. So they're all broken down after individually after that. So if there's something specific they're looking for, that would be where to start. Um, I know that we have um, both rehabilitation and weatherization has their applications online if they choose to, um, a request online, pardon me, a request for services online. And then that comes to our office coordinators and they take a look at those and then um, either send out any applications or contact them for you know, an inspection. Um, but that is probably the easiest way to get a hold of us since most of us are living in a technology world where it's uh, click on click on the computer. So yeah, cool. Especially these days with COVID. Right, right. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jody, for being on mm -hmm. the show, and best of luck getting that weatherization inspections back on the plans. Yes, thank you very much. Appreciate it. That was Jody Matilla talking with us about AEOA. If you have any questions you would like answered on the show, please email them to colby at cleanenergyresourceteams.org. Thank you for joining us in Energetic Talk. Special thanks goes to Carlisle Evans Peck for the theme song and our featured artist, Pigseye Landing. I hope you enjoyed listening to KTWH 99.5 FM and we'll tune back in next Thursday at 7 p.m. or Sunday at 1.30 on the air or online at ktwh.org. This is Colby Abaz signing off. I wish I were in London or some other seaport town. I'd set my foot in a steamboat and sail the ocean round. While sailing on the ocean, while sailing on the sea, I'll think of handsome Molly wherever she may be.
seaport town. I'd set my foot in a steamboat and sail the ocean round. While sailing on the ocean, while sailing on the sea, I'll think of handsome Molly wherever she may be.